Hello and welcome to another episode of the Odd Pod Show. I'm your host, Josh Frank, along with Wayne Brulee today. We're also known as Two Odd Dudes. Yay! So today we are going to be talking about some odd stuff again. Wayne, what, what do you think? Yeah, so uh, the other day I decided I was going to talk about this because I was laying in bed and you know how it feels like sometimes you've got something that crawls on you? Oh, yeah. And it's just like the la- the hair on your leg moving just a little bit, but it feels like there's a little bug crawling on you and then you can't sleep. That's disturbing, but yes. <laughs> Is that just me? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> now, now I'm going to go to bed tonight thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's half the reason for for uh, talking about bed bugs. Uh, most of the time, it's, you know, just uh, your blanket or something moving a tiny bit on your hair leg. But sometimes it's actually bed bugs. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, your mom would always say, don't let the bed bugs bite. And you never really think about that as a real thing until you're laying there in bed trying to sleep and one of your leg hairs moves. Yeah, I thought maybe it was a thing of don't have bad dreams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Bed bugs are a real thing and they're terrible. Uh, so I got to I got to looking at it to see if, you know, maybe there's one section of the country where they're worse than anywhere else. And they're actually very evenly distributed between the five regions of the U.S. And it's all right around 20 percent of uh, cases are in each region of the states. Uh, wow, that's quite a bit. Yeah, it's it, well, it's because they you don't see a a big spike in one area or or another because they're they're really good at not dying. There's a word I'm trying to think of and I can't. It, it's not coming to my mind, but they can survive in freezing temperatures up to about 120 degrees and you're not going to stay in a hotel that's 32 degrees and you're not going to stay in a hotel that's 122 degrees. So yeah, no (laughs) uh, chances are chances are not, uh, but it is possible to find bed bugs in just about any house or hotel or anywhere you ever go. Uh, And and they're actually kind of like mosquitoes. They live off of your blood. So that should give you some nice warm and fuzzies. Mm, I don't know about warm and fuzzies, but more like uh, pains and pinches and hurtness. Yeah, it makes your skin crawl a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel like I have them on me right now. (laughs) (laughs) You probably don't. Uh, I would say you probably don't because your house is clean. But I learned through getting ready for this that that doesn't matter. Oh, well, you made me feel good for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just so I could bring you down. Uh, but it does not matter how clean your house is because they are experts at hiding and protecting themselves. They have an instinct for hiding. Um, they've been found like hiding in carpet, under carpet, uh, behind wallpaper, in, inside of light switch covers just about anywhere you can think of a tiny little itty bitty thing it could get to 
that's where they can hide and mm-hmm. they don't care they don't care if it's a pigsty or a place like as clean as how your mom cleans <laughs> <laughs> which for people that don't know josh's mom uh her cleaning could rival any hospital anywhere this is true yes <laughs> i don't think she'll argue that if she listens either yeah but most likely not um but yeah they're they're like mosquitoes they bite into you and you don't feel them because they have an anesthetic in their saliva that numbs your skin before they bite you so you don't actually feel them. You can just feel them crawling on you if you're lucky. And then you wake up and you've got an itchy bug bite and you don't know what it is. Yeah, most likely probably where bug bites are coming from when you wake up in the morning. Well, I don't know because there, there was a while during the summer into the fall when I was waking up with bug bites on me. And I was thinking, crap, we need to get this figured out. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it turned out I was I was just mosquitoes because we were leaving our windows open yeah yeah i mean i woke up with a scratch i don't know if they can scratch you but i woke up with a scratch in my neck the other day that, that probably wasn't a bug bite yeah no probably not um <laughs> probably whatever's haunting my house i guess maybe i don't know <laughs> possible um they're not very fast so if you do feel them crawling on you they they can only run at three to four feet per minute. So if you can flip the light on, you can actually, if if you're lucky, you can see them doing their best to scurry away. They're like little little penguins or whatever trying to run away and they can't and they're just wobbling. Yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> they're really slow. It it takes them an entire day to go a whole mile. Yeah, it takes me a whole whole entire day almost too to take a mile. So I mean I guess maybe I'm as slow as them. Maybe I can't kill them. I'm pretty slow. But but their speed is the reason why they typically spread through contact with like luggage and whatnot. Because they can just hide in a bag in a hotel and you'll never know it. Or you just rub up against somebody while you're out walking or something and you've got a bed bug egg on you and you don't even know it. Now, are, are these things actually like visible to the naked eye or like? The bugs themselves are when they're full grown, but the eggs aren't. The eggs are like the tip of a needle. So you're not going to see those. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know that there's some bugs that are really, really, really teeny tiny that you can't see. But Yeah, you want me to make this a little bit bit better for you, though? Uh, What do you mean? uh, Not as creepy crawly. There's some some good news. Um, Do I trust you on this good news? (laughs) Good. You should always trust. You just, I mean, you just, you did just bring me up just to bring me back down. So, yeah. So here, here's the good news. Um, the there's researchers and extermination professionals are developing new ways of efficiently clearing bed bug infestations uh, because pesticides don't work anymore. Oh, okay. That's that's wonderful. Yes. So they, the sprays that you can get at the store and stuff uh, tend not to work because the bed bugs have built up a natural genetic immunity to them. Okay. Yep. So, so that makes you feel better. You should feel good because people are, you know, creating new ways to get rid of these. Yes. I, I, I mean, that way, yes. But how long is it going to take them? 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How long have they been working on this thing? <laughs> um, I probably a while. Uh, we've got uh, this. Uh, this woman is dedicated to her uh, pursuit of science. Uh, researcher Regina Grice has been working on developing pheromone traps for catching these pesky pests for many years. She uses herself as the test subject to see if her experiments work. Hmm. And she has allowed herself to be eaten by bed bugs more than 20,000 times. Oh, that's... Dedication. <laughs> yes. She's taking her life for ours, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't want to go to her house. <laughs> You're a little bug bug. But I'm sure she's in a sterile environment with her bed bugs at work so she's not bringing them home i assume but i'd still be worried about it i'd still be worried about it i i looked up some um disturbing information here about bed bug infestations and i i I was gonna go into it but i don't think i am uh it just looking at these pictures is disgusting Everybody has the ability to look up bed bug infestations for themselves, and they'll see these pictures of tens of thousands of bed bugs in this one person's house, in his blankets, on the mattress, under the mattress, in the carpet, inside the walls, just literally everywhere, tens of thousands of bed bugs. Um, I, I think that most people would know that it's there before it got that bad. Because these pictures, you can see them just crawling all over the curtains and stuff in his house. Wow. Yeah. So, sleep good tonight. Yeah, you're already painting a wonderful picture in my yeah, head. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I need to see it. <laughs> no, I'm. I'll send it to you anyway. <laughs> I know you probably. Yeah, I know you will. <laughs> maybe maybe we could do a special cover art for for this episode, and it's just a picture of ten thousand bed bugs. Uh, no. No. <laughs> uh yeah that's that's a little disturbing but uh what's a little more disturbing right now is the smell of my armpits and uh i i'm glad you're probably not here because they smell horrific but i didn't didn't think that a conversation about bed bugs first but here we are but uh (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but uh and speaking of that, now, because because my pits stink, and I know there's a thing called deodorant, you think deodorant could probably scurry away those little fellows. What is this deodorant you speak of? Just, I don't know, roll on or just spray or... Oh my gosh. One time I got, uh, I grabbed a thing of deodorant out of a box and I went to put it on and I looked and I saw the little ball and like, oh, it's roll on. That's weird. I'll give that a try. <laughs> I didn't think about the idea of the the possibility that it would just capture all of your hair and rip them out as you're trying to put the deodorant on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I've got my hair stuck in a roll, one of those roll-on things before. <laughs> so now in the U.S., the, the FDA actually classifies it and regulates it as most deodorants as a cosmetic, but they actually classify antiperspirants as over-the-counter drugs so it's actually a drug (laughs) so pretty soon we're gonna have to have a prescription for that too that's what i'm thinking yeah most likely (laughs) 
That's exciting. <laughs> the world we live in nowadays. It's definitely something. The first commercial deodorant, Mum, was introduced and patented in the late 19th century by an inventor in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Edna Murphy. Is when the when the first modern commercial deodorant, Mum, was actually developed and patented by a U.S. inventor in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So a woman invented deodorant. Yes. Okay, and we already know without even having to look at it uh, how that came to be, because if Philadelphia, you said. Yes, Philadelphia. Okay, in the 1800s. So her husband was working in a steel foundry, and he would come home just stinking to high heaven because he'd been sweating in 300 degrees all day. And she said, you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm either going to create something that makes you stink less, or I'm leaving you. <laughs> <laughs> would, that and sounds... she liked him enough that she actually created it. So... Here we are. We have it everywhere. A whole aisle at the store. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Edna. We appreciate you. Yes, Edna. I'm sure you're here with us right now trying to get us some of this history on uh, deodorant. Uh, deodorant was originally marketed primarily to women, but by 1957, the market had expanded to male users, and estimates were that 50% of men were using deodorant by that date. The ban roll on mark product led the market in sales so it was originally for women until well 1957 i wouldn't have expected that yeah so men had actually well you know women wanted to smell good and everything and men would were you know hard working and it, it wasn't surprising that it was invented by a woman but it is kind of a little shocking that its main market was women at the beginning yeah for a long time yeah 50 years well, 50, yeah, 50 or 60 some years, 64. Yeah. So really men haven't been using it that long, I guess. <laughs> Which isn't surprising. I think three quarters of men still don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that is true. Welcome to a brand new segment that's randomly placed somewhere in the episode called Florida Man. Everybody's fascinated by Florida Man. This guy is insane. Always doing crazy stuff. So here we go with Florida, man. Josh, what you got for Florida, man? So in Florida, which, the, you know, like you said, everybody loves the Florida, man. A man who tried to shoot seven puppies was shot himself when one of the dogs put its paw on the revolver's trigger. Jerry Allen Bradford, 37, was being treated at a hospital for a gunshot wound to his wrist. Bradford said he decided to shoot the three-month-old shepherd mixed dogs in the head because he couldn't find them a home, according to the sheriff's office. On Monday, Bradford was holding two puppies, one in his arms and another in his left hand. When the dog in his hand wiggled and put its paw on the trigger of the 38 caliber revolver, the gun then discharged. Deputies found three of the puppies in a shallow grave outside Bradford's home. The other four appeared to be in good health and were taken by Escambia County Animal Control, which planned to take them available for adoption. The man was shot by a dog. Good job, doggy. Good job. Protecting dog. yourself and your fellow puppies. I hope they gave him a ribeye. I really hope so. The puppy. The puppy. Not the not the not the guy that got shot. Oh by yeah. The... <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and he has to live the rest of his life with the fact that he got shot by a three month old puppy. Yes. <laughs> <That's>, yes. <laughs> I mean that's that's you gotta say that's pretty awesome. That I mean who said dog couldn't protect himself with a firearm? Oh, what a sack of crap. <sighs> okay, I found one um, that's, it's really just a crazy guy. Uh, Florida man wearing Crocs 
jumps into crocodile pond at alligator farm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, do th- what do you think he was, like, untouchable by a crocodile if he wore Crocs? Uh, no, <laughs> but it goes to talk about his bravery. Um, the cops were alerted by reports that someone was vandalizing property, but found this young daredevil in his underwear crawling across the yard instead after jumping from at least 10 feet into a crocodile pit. He hurt his leg. The Nile crocodile enclosure, which had just been opened up to the public for the first time in decades, was found with two rubber crocs, the shoes, and a pair of shorts inside. Outside this new attraction, officers discovered this man, Florida man, hiding out after he vandalized some nearby property, only wearing boxers. And that, ladies and gentlemen, has been our quick segment on Florida Man. Thanks, Florida Man. We appreciate you. And back to your scheduled recorded episode. But yeah, Mum was the first brand of commercial deodorant containing a zinc compound as its active ingredient. It was developed in Philly, like we said earlier. And uh, it was named the term Mum, which means to keep silent, as in the popular phrase, Mum's the word. Mum was originally sold as a cream in a jar and applied with the fingertips. A small company was bought by Bristol Myers in 1931. It's an odd name. I guess keep quiet your odors. Okay. I mean, it's popular in Australia, Germany, Mexico, Peru, Singapore, South Africa, and the, U- and the UK. Oh, and Venezuela. The Philippines. The same brand right now? It's actually discontinued and no longer a thing anymore. Oh, what a bummer. But so in 1903, the first commercial antiperspirant was ever dry. This patent addressed the problem of the excessive acidity of aluminum chloride and its excessive irritation of the skin by combining it with the soluble nitrile or a similar compound. What was it called? Everdry. I think that one's still around. Yeah, that one's still around. I'm a Old Spice person myself. Yeah, I use, uh, what do I use? Right Guard. Mm. I like yeah, the original Old Spice. Old Spice. Old Spice, I'm actually get irritated with. That's unfortunate. Well, my skin get skin irritation. I like the Old Spice body wash. I could use the body wash stuff. It's just deodorant. Back in the days when I shaved years ago, I would use Old Spice aftershave. But it's been four and a half years now. Uh, between 1942 and 1957, the market for deodorants increased 600 times to become a $70 million market. 1977, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration banned the active ingredient used in aerosols, aluminum, zirconium chemicals, due to safety concerns over long-term inhalation. So they were there was too much chemicals that they were using at first to try and get rid of that bacteria smell. Bacteria is the why it smells. And so, there, I mean, there's deodorant out there that you can still sweat, but it smells, it smells good instead of the, because the, chemi- the bacteria is the reason why we smell. Yeah. Or the bad smell of body odor. Yeah. I wonder if it's good bacteria, though. If it's good for you. That I couldn't tell you. I I can pretend like I'm going to look that up later, but I'm going to forget about it. I'll be busy thinking about bed bugs. Bed bugs and, yeah, I'm yeah. just like everybody else. We're gonna... I'll, be sitting on, I'll be sitting on the chair with my with my new puppy, Zippy, and uh, we'll, something will tickle under my pants, and I'll be thinking it's bed bugs. So... There's some health health effects. So after using a deodorant containing zirconium, the skin may develop an allergic axillary granuloma response uh, at 
antiperspirants with propylene glycol when applied to the axillae can cause irritation and may promote sensitization to other ingredients in the uh, antiperspirant. That's a long string of big words, and I'm not a doctor. A lot of scientific words that apparently I can't say correctly. <laughs> I, bet, I bet somebody maybe understands what you said, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. Not at all. It's all right. At least you, at least you admit it. Uh, so there's actually, surprisingly, some kind of record for this stuff. So there is actually the world's longest TV commercial. And how long do you think this commercial is? A TV commercial? TV commercial. The world's longest TV commercial is for deodorant? Yes. Oh, I don't know how you'd be able to talk about one kind of deodorant this long, but I'd say five and a half minutes. Now, this actually is the longest TV commercial in general in the world, but it happens to be of deodorant. You said five and a half minutes. Yeah. Not even close. Let's just say you could wake up at six o'clock in the morning and it will be done at eight o'clock at night. And it's not an infomercial? No. 14 hours even. Why? Of a commercial of Old, old Spice. <laughs> Did you watch the entire thing? No. It's in Brazil. I'm sure you could pull it up on YouTube. I don't know if YouTube would ha can handle videos that long, but... You're fluent in Portuguese. Not even close. Not that's, even, what they, not... that's what they speak in Brazil, so... Um, yeah, no, I'm not. Go ahead and learn that for us. And then you can, <laughs> you can translate and post the 14-hour video on our Facebook group. This, yeah, I, I, but we'll see about that. We'll see. <laughs> this was actually on December 8th of 2018, so it was, it was three years ago. And they actually ran a 14-hour commercial yes. on the air. Now, let's just say this. I did not see what time or when they ran this, but the time I just told you between 6 and 8 is actually when they ran it. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. So they ran the commercial on December 8th from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Wow. Is it, oh, that's impressive. Yeah, for deodorant. I wonder if it was about deodorant the entire time or if it was talking about other things as well and all of the things that Old Spice sponsors like soccer and the giant Jesus statue. <laughs> now, now here's the thing too. Here's, here's a little bit of detail of what the commercial is and why it was so long. Yeah, hit us with these details. Because they, they advertise their deodorant as being a forever lasting. So that's why they... Sent they they advertised it for fourteen hours to try and get some sort of I don't want to know how much this cost them to do it but um, so they pr promoted it to be the long forever lasting which they turned it into the commercial to be forever lasting and there's a there's a three minute clip on YouTube of the commercial at least so after an opening scene featuring a man spraying himself with Old Spice in his bathroom with an Inception feel rapidly emerging. The bathroom scene pulls out to two men on their sofa watching the advert on their TV before one turns to the camera, which is then followed by a man in a bar saying the scent saved his marriage. A man watching the advert of the man in the bar laughing at his TV. <laughs> two aliens watching the man laughing at the TV. <laughs> two artists painting the alien spaceship. <laughs> the bathroom man spraying Old Spice in a locker room with the artist scene in a photo on the wall. Okay, so you got to admire their creativity. Yeah, so they keep zooming out to what is happening. 
an old woman watching the locker room advert on her TV. The two men on their sofa watching the old woman advert on their TV. So it's an advertisement within an advertisement within an advertisement. A young man in the shower spraying Old Spice and morphing into an older man. And then it just continues and continues. Okay. And so pretty much this, this commercial is commercial and commercial and a commercial. So they're all watching it on the TV. It sounds like when they came up with it, it was a bunch of very creative people on LSD. No, no, honestly, this kind of this kind of makes me think. I think they had a shortened version of this uh, here in the states. I think I saw. I don't know if it was maybe one of the Super Bowl commercials that they had or whatever, but I want to say because it, it was recent in 2018. So I want to and you know to December 8th, which was towards in the Super Bowl is about February or whatever. And so I'm, I'm thinking there was some kind of I've seen something similar from Old Spice on this commercial. I can't relate because I have I haven't had TV from 2008 until this year when we got TV in our house. So I can't really relate. <laughs> I can't confirm your suspicions. Yeah. So it just says uh, it was uh, shot on June 18, June of 2018, aired six months later in December. And after 20 hours of shooting and months of editing, the production generated more than 1600 clips. That mixed through combinatorial analysis makes oh. a never-ending commercial. So yeah, that's what their that's what their whole idea was to make a never-ending commercial, as in ads inside of an ad inside of an ad inside of an ad, which is very creative. And they made they made sixteen hundred thirty one second ads and put them together. Yes, something like that. Yes. Yeah, that's math right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did some math. Now before that, real quick. Arby's actually had the was the record holder before that at 13 hours and five minutes, 11 seconds in 2014 to promote the smokehouse brisket sandwich. We have the meats. Now, the question is, will Old Spice's record now last forever? This episode of the Odd Pod Show is sponsored by Percheron Coffee. At Percheron Coffee, we're on a mission to provide you with the best, freshest coffee you could ever imagine. Our coffee is not roasted until you order it, and it is guaranteed fresh. Head on over to percheroncoffee.com, P-E-R-C-H-E-R-O-N, coffee.com. Use promo code ODDPOD to save 15% off your order. You can find us on Facebook at Percheron Coffee, Instagram Percheron Coffee, and Wayne the Coffee Guy on TikTok. Y'all have a good one. Thanks a lot. Oh, I'm about to go shoot a 24-hour commercial for my coffee, and it's just going to be... 24 hours of a camera following the sun in real time and then when it gets dark and since it's getting dark now uh it's five o'clock right now and we just had the time change today so it's going to be dark here in like 30 minutes oh yeah yeah so the sun was going to come it's going to go down late and it's going to come up late so of my 24-hour commercial most of it is just going to be dark so I can go to bed for that. I don't have to worry about that. You could. <laughs> and then I can just wake up, you know, five minutes before the sun starts to come up and go refocus my camera, just spin it around. <laughs> and there we go. 24 hour commercial. <laughs> that, Nobody's sounds... going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to see it. <laughs> Nobody's going to see it. Except for maybe, maybe there's one Percheron Coffee fan that's dedicated enough to watch a 24-hour commercial. I'd probably have to pay them. 
you know, I hate I hate the the spray on deodorants like Axe and and all that aerosol stuff. It's uh it, it's, it's kind of offensive to smell. And working at a retail store, a big retail store, every time you'd walk by that section, some person has taken a can of, it's almost always Axe, and just let go, spraying that can everywhere. And then you have to walk by and choke on the cloud of Axe body spray that's floating in the air. And then when you get home, that smell and the, all that, that spray is stuck in your hair. And so you have to take a shower to get it out of your hair. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's terrible. You, you just cannot get away from that stuff. So if you're, one of those, if you're one of those lovely human beings that likes to do that, you suck. Um, <laughs> we still like you to listen to our show, but just know that when you do that, you suck and nobody likes it. Uh, so here's a cool thing about hair. It's made of keratin. What's keratin, you may ask? It's a substance. It is the same thing that makes up most of your skin and your fingernails. It makes up the horns and hooves of horses. Well, horses don't have horns. Um, well, I mean, you got unicorns, I guess. Cows do. Cows do. Uh, but it makes up the <laughs> horses, uh, horses' hooves, cow hooves, uh, claws for birds, feathers bird beaks like everything pretty much it's the base of life a single strand of hair take a guess at how much weight one single strand of hair can hold uh not very i wouldn't say very much i can pull it but yeah but but no not very much when you think about the weight of a person but it's three ounces three ounces of weight is the breaking strength of one typical human hair and the average person has between 100 and 150,000 strands of hair on their head. Wow. That's quite a few, right? 150,000? Yeah. That's a lot, but... I wish I could sell each one for a dollar. For a dollar? Yeah, I'd be able to pay off a big portion of my house. <laughs> right. Here's a hair for you. Here's a hair for you. I, I'd happily be bald for 150 grand. I have two girls, so I, I might be... I might have less strands than that. You probably do, uh, but oh, but uh, male and female pattern baldness is not noticeable until you're at a point where you've lost 50% of your hair. Then it's visually noticeable to other people. Mm. Like you can run your fingers through your head and feel that, oh, I might be losing a little bit of hair and you lose fifth, uh, between 40 and 150 strands a day, but it's not visually noticeable to people until... You know, you're about 50% of your hair is gone. That's a lot of hair to be losing, not be noticeable. It is. It is a lot. Um, how much does an elephant weigh, though? Um, a lot. Tons? Yeah, about six tons. An elephant weighs roughly six tons, 12,000 pounds. And uh, your whole head of hair, if you took all the hair, the 150,000 strands of hair off of your head and, like, roped them together, you could lift two elephants. You lift two elephants with your hair. With the hair off of your head, yeah. Obviously, you need no. a lot of muscle. You're not just going to grab it and pull it up. But... <laughs> the hair is just like a, like a magic freaking yeah. strength. But no, if you, if you like braid it all together, so your, 
you've got the the natural strength of the hair and then it's braided like rope style you could lift two elephants with the hair on somebody's head a normal person's head not somebody that's bald or balding that's pretty pretty intense it is it's a lot of weight and you know i've got my beard going on i haven't shaved in four and a half years uh I'm not quite to this point. I have trimmed it, and maybe this this man makes me kind of want to stop. He's a Canadian. I don't. He's a guru at a Sikh temple in British Columbia. If you've never met any any followers of the Sikh religion, they are generally really really cool people. Uh, so if you see any of them, go out of your way and hang out with them. It'll be fun. Um, so he has the record for the longest beard ever. Oh, no, no, no. He has the record for the longest beard of any living person. Oh, wow. How long is his beard? How long is his beard? Well, think about this. This is like four and a half years right here. You can see it's about six inches. Yeah. So we're we're talking about somebody that is older than me. How long do you think his beard is? He's still alive. Down to his uh, knees. No, he's floating in this picture and oh no i know which one you're talking about oh man i think i've seen this one so he's like standing on he's standing like a ladder or something no uh he's eight feet two inches Jeez. and this is currently the longest beard as of 2011 uh of anybody currently alive the longest beard ever was a norwegian man in 1927 when he died they measured it at 17 and a half feet wow yeah, 17 and a half feet. That's that's noble aspirations for me. I, I may work towards something like that. I don't think I'll ever have that kind of glory, but a man can hope. Right. Uh here's here's one more odd one. Uh the the world's longest mustache. So knowing that we're at 17 and a half feet for the world's longest beard. To the world's longest mustache ever, whether the guy's dead or alive. He is alive. Oh, I wonder if this guy even holds the world's le- record for the longest mustache. It is not the same person. Not the same person. All right, so 13 feet. That's a long one, but. <laughs> this is an Indian, man. That's actually really close. Is it really? It's 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 kind of close, yeah. Uh, 14 feet. Oh, wow. And it was measured in 2010, and he started growing it in 1970. 40-year beard? Yeah, uh, mustache mustache i'm sorry yes yes and his his mustache is world famous it was in a movie that nobody's ever heard of called james bond octopussy no i don't i don't think anybody's ever heard of james bond but maybe not. his mustache was in that movie that nobody's <laughs> ever heard of his mustache yeah was the guy in it or just his mustache it says his mustache was in the role his mustache had a role in the movie <laughs> that's funny it, it doesn't say the mustache earned him a role it says his mustache <laughs> earned a role <laughs> that's awesome yeah so i'm not sure what that means maybe they just like shot him from the chin down but <laughs> <laughs> wonder how much his mustache uh netted him i don't know but <laughs> that'd be that'd be interesting to find out it's probably worth growing it for 40 years of course, at that time, it was only 16 years. Oh. Thir- 13 years, because the movie came out in 83. Oh, right. 
So it was only yeah. a 13-year-old mustache. But still, that's that's quite a long time, too. Did they have to sign a parental waiver because his mustache was <laughs> Parental <annoying>? waiver? <laughs> <laughs> you know what really annoys me, though? Aside from aerosol deodorant sprays getting stuck in your hair, is waking up in the morning and seeing hair on my sheets that's fallen off of my body overnight. Yeah, having hair all over your place? Yeah, how you look at your pillow and you'll have little pieces of hair and you look at your your sheets and there's little pieces of hair and sometimes you're going through your day and there's little pieces of hair on your shirt and it kind of makes me glad that bed bugs don't eat hair it'd be quite attractive to them wouldn't it be attracted to them then they'd be able they'd be eating your hair while you're away at work instead of sucking your blood at night and there we are full circle back to bed bugs Back to bed bugs. We don't want bed bugs in our beards or our hair. No. Bad, no. bad enough on our skins. And we got bed bugs, deodorant, hair, and bed bugs. We did it again, folks. We did it again. Anyway, y'all have a good one. That's going to do us for today on that episode of the Odd Pod Show. Uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget to like and follow on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Email us. Uh, all the handles, with the exception of Twitter, is at the Odd Pod Show Podcast. With Twitter being at the Odd Pod Show PC, you can email us at the Odd Pod Show Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, leave a rating and review so other people can catch us. Even if it's one star, obviously we deserve five stars uh, because we're great. If you don't agree with us, that's fine. Just tell us why we suck. And uh, other people will be able to agree with you and tell us why you suck as well. Oh, Almost forgot. Don't forget TikTok. And you can check out our TikTok at the Odd Pod Show podcast and look at teasers that come Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, leading up to the release of the show on Wednesdays. So, yes, thank you for listening. You guys have a good one. See you next week. Bye.